Welcome to Eagle Nation. Don't forget to join us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter so you never miss an episode. Well, West Coast, they climbed off the bottom of the ladder in thrilling style, surviving a late charge from Essendon to win by 10 points to snap a nine-game losing streak. But was that getting back to a winning feeling or was it just a smoothing over of the cracks? We'll discuss that more in tonight's episode, but I'll welcome my co-host, Wayne. How you going, mate? Yeah, good, was it? Going very well, mate. It was a good game. Good uh, weekend of footy. Yeah, it was uh, all around. I got eight out of nine. Dan can't make it for prior commitment, so... Um, he'd love to be here, especially on after a win. Yes. I know he'd have stats left, right and centre. Oh, God, they'd be rattling through the phone as we speak. So I've got some stats here to fill in for Dan, and this is a useless stat for the uh, trivia buffs. The Eagles were on track for their ninth – oh, well, they, they had a nine losses. So they're, they're gone for the tenth loss. Mm. They're the only team in the AFL that has had a, a streak less than ten loss, losers. Really? In the AFL. That's interesting. So everyone else is 10 or more. Right. So that's one positive. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was the first time they've kicked 100 points for the first time this year. Um, And the last time was against Adelaide last year, I think. I can't remember if it was Adelaide. But it was Mm. the first time this year and it was the highest score for the season. Um, So there's some little stats that probably don't make – any difference to anything, but and it was their highest, um, I think, for crowd 40,000, nearly nearly 41,000 in attendance. But yeah, it was a good crowd, they're no good support. Essen had some good support, yeah. I too. think their, their numbers were boosted because of Essendon, yeah. So, um, there was a lot of uh, Essendon people there, but they were very quiet towards the end. Anyway, we'll get into the game straight away. Eagles, well, 16 11 to 14 13. Um, you know. Essendon got away to a 22-point lead and um, you were probably thinking if you're at the crowd, oh, not this again, because our first quarter was pretty poor. Mm. Um, but then all of a sudden, um, yeah, uh, we went nuts. And I've got some more stats here. Let me find it. I think it was between uh, – I think it was when Bailey kicked – we were 24 minutes into the first quarter when Bailey Williams kicked a, a goal. Then we kicked 10 straight goals. Yes. Yeah, I thought the first 20 minutes were very outplayed, but then yeah, Bailey wins, and Jack Darling took one in the square too, that one-hander, and I think might have just lifted a few spirits along the way. So you look at our inside efficiency, inside 50, like when we went in the, in the 12 times that we went in at half time, we had six goals to Bombers. They had 16 entries, and they kicked mm. two goals, five. Mm. Now – it's a tale of the two forwards, I guess. So let's we'll talk about JK. He kicked five goals, but up the other end, you got two metre Peter yeah, yeah. kicks four goals four. Now, if he nails a couple of those points, well, they're easy, they're mm. easy goals. He missed a couple of sitters. Now, they could have they could have iced the game pretty yeah. early. I think credit too there too because I thought I thought Wright actually outplayed um, Tom Barras in the first half, but Tom's second half was outstanding. He changed his game. He started playing a little bit more to the side and in front, as a good fullback would do, and he really nullified him. So he did, the, the entries were going there, but he was just nullifying, and he took some great pack marks along the way too. He was lucky to get away with a few, I thought, as they call it, tunnelling. Yes. So he sort of pushed him under it. There was one right on the square there that he got and, away and with. And I thought, oh, you're very lucky there. And he got a, he did it a few times, mm. but hey, that's what you got to do. you got to get it in yeah. under. And it wasn't. 
Oh, the umpires were red hot. They were picking up some crap. Yeah. Some of the uh, holding the ball decisions, like I've said last podcast and the podcast before that, bloody hell, some of the uh, holding the ball decisions, I'm going, how do you pay that? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's bewildering at some times. Um, and I know they've changed the encroaching of the person on the mark. Uh, you know how the protected area, what yeah. they've got, they've changed it this week. And maybe I was reading it wrong, but I, I thought I saw a couple where it was 50 metres, but yeah. other people in the crowd say, no, you've got it wrong. So it's a it's a hard um, – mm. I don't know. Sometimes you sit there and go, well, that's 50 metres, and then when they give it to 50 metres, you go, what for? You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's when you see the replays, I agree with a lot, a lot, a lot of the commentators say too, is that if, if the player's not – it, it, look, they might be just running past here to run down to get to another play. If they're not impacting on the play, which 95, 98% of the time they're not impacting on the play, it shouldn't be paid because most times they've got their back to them. They're jogging to get into, the, get into another position. Yeah, it's and, not like they're cutting them. They, yeah, they do it so they can – so they go off on that 45. Yeah. And I don't think it, they're doing that that much no. anyway, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, yeah, look, it's one rule I hate. Yes, I reckon they get rid of it altogether, and I'd get rid of the stand. Rule. Oh, I hate the stand rule. I've hated it from day one. So, well, I've while been we're very on vocal rules, about, vocal about it, and you, your son's in South Australia and he has a bit to do with football, mm. and I don't know if he's given you any feedback, but there's talk about the last touch, yep. instead of a ball up, mm. um, and from way I heard it today, it wasn't every time it goes out. It's just like if you, if you if you kick it out. Directly, it's it's a free kick to the other guy. Yeah, that's right. But if it's touched out by in the no. knock, that's a throw in. Yeah, because if you did it all for everything, why why have Ruckman? Yeah, well, South Australia have had it for quite a few years now yeah. in the SNFL, and the AFLW have it as well in their competition. Um, theirs is last kick, but if it's touched or forced over the line, it's a throw in. Although they bring the throw in, obviously twenty meters yeah. in, inside the line, so it goes back into the middle. But South Australia had that rule for as long as I can remember, that last touch rule. Um, is it in the arcs or is it all over the ground? No, all over the ground. All right. And, yeah, but it's it, it say, like, you know, like we if they they kick wide and it rolls out, instead of being deliberate, it's it, it, whoever's the last touch, if it hasn't, if you haven't, even the chaser, cha, uh, players are chasing it, they don't touch it. It's, as far as I, the way I understand it, it's out of bounds. It's a free kick. But right. if it's touched and they, they've, they have a bit of a jostle on the boundary on touch yep. by hand. It's a throw in. So it's, look, it's probably worth trialing in the preseason more yeah, than trial anything. It. Don't bring it in. No. Just trial it because yes. you know that's probably why people get pissed off with the stand rule and yeah. everything else. You know, oh, straight in. We've been a week to go. Yeah. You know, so you know, and I feel for the umpiring at the moment is pretty poor at the moment. Yeah. Um, it's probably worth trialing over two se- over two preseasons. Yep. See how it goes. The first one. All right. How did it go? Let's give it a crack next preseason, and then if it's going to, let's see if it does benefit. Then we can we can we know in two seasons in us twenty twenty four it's going to come in, yeah, and and we can practice for it. Oh, well, we went off on a tangent there. Yeah. Um, back to the game. The Eagles. Well, the only stat really they won was inside fifty mm. and accuracy. So yeah. uh, Essendon, they they controlled the stoppages. They dominated the contestant bore. They, you know, that they sort of like got the ball out really easy, but their defence is shocking, mm. and that allowed Eagles. It was good to see the Eagles forward line open, and we had where where is it? We had Kennedy, 
had what five goals. Cripps had three. Yep. Uh, Rioli had, had three. three. Um, Darling and Ryan. Darling and Ryan two each. So and and Waterman and again, I thought Waterman backed up from the last oh, I week. I thought he had a great game. I, I gave um, him. I gave him third. Uh, third the best on ground. Yeah, I, I just the, the gut running he's doing. Mm. I think something's clicked. Yes, finally clicked, and um, some of the stuff he was doing. A lot of people saying, you know, you probably don't see it on TV, but off the ball, the gut running he was mm. doing, it was brilliant. He was forward and back, yeah. and yeah, I, I I actually had him my favourite on the ground. So, mm. but you know, Kennedy five goals. That's his best return since twenty twenty. He wound the clock back, man. Oh yeah, I think to, I think you're right about Essendon's defense at times, and and I think JK's last goal, some of that, he came from the back of the pack. He actually ran around the pack and yeah. took the mark in front of the pack, in front of about five or six guys, and they didn't defend it. And um, it was it was a great mark, and I'm glad they paid it because he it went out of his hands in the last seconds. But I think it was more knocked. And he hit the ground, but um, yeah. So, but yeah, I thought he played. Um, his, he, yeah, as you just said, then he just wound the clock back, and he was outstanding. And and Essendon didn't have another avenue to go, even though they they kept in the game. Mm. Like it went down to the wire in the end. They got the yeah. last two goals. Um, the second last goal was that that bounce. I don't know if you remember. It was yeah. pathetic. It went like head height, mm. and Barty Williams was standing there looking, and they took mm. a goal. But once they took. Two metre Peter out of the game. They didn't really have a, a mm. great avenue to goal. No. Stringer kicked two goals in the first ten minutes of the game, yeah. and then kicked one at the end. Yeah, did nothing. Um, I thought he was going to tear the game up. After his that body language quarter. is shocking. Yeah. Um, if he, he his second, he didn't have second efforts, mm. and that's what. If I was an Essendon supporter, I would have been dark because he just whinged with the umpires all night. His second efforts weren't there, and it was just like, I don't know, I'm going to see for the paycheck or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think Essendon only had themselves to blame in the end because they outscored us in the last quarter. But um, they're in that uh, third and fourth quarter. They had like Peter Wright was one of them. Yeah, you know, they're 15 meters out, virtually, barely, nearly dead in front or on a slight angle, and they've missed or they've hit the post and. You know, and and you look at our last quarter too. We were, we were, um, what well, we kicked what three goals five in that last quarter. Yep. We could have we could have quite easily we, kicked we could six or seven easy. goals and iced it. But um, we missed some sit it. We missed some easy ones. I think Cripsy missed a couple of easy ones. Um, talking about Cripps, um, it's probably his best game in two years. Oh, without a doubt. Um, it was like pressure, and mm. he he was running. He yeah. wasn't like like I saw it last week against Geelong. He didn't really push mm. back enough, but no. he was gut running hard and. Mm. You know, if he can play like that all the time, then he won't have his detractors, you know what I no. mean? No, and, you know, I've been critical of him well, for a long while. Have. Yeah, and I've said he hasn't played a decent game since he had his bloody contract signed 18 months ago. But I must say, again, he wound the clock back and played like he used to play. Gut running, hard to work, gave presented, took some good marks, he kicked a couple of good goals and was really amongst amongst uh, probably our best, you know, five players. Um one guy that <laughs> we talked about him last week. I want to bring up his stats. Elliot Yo. Oh. Unbelievable. His stats from this uh, game against Essendon and Geelong were nearly identical. So, mm. yes, see that. 22 touches for Geelong, 20 touches Essendon. Nine marks, eight marks. 82% disposal efficiency to 85%. Six intercept possessions both. Both games, uh, 563 metres gain and 585. For the uh, Bombers one, 11 rebounds to 10, 3-1 percentage to 2, 5 score involvements and both of them. It was 
like it was great watching. Yeah. And when he took it on, the crowd the mm. crowd rose. Yeah. I've, I've said all the time, I said, I just think he's a natural halfback. Even Dan and me sort of differ a bit on this because I know Dan thinks mm. he lights him in the middle because he gives that bullocking. He runs both way as yeah. a midfielder? Yeah, he does. But off halfback, you've got the guy with genuine pace who can just break the line and kick from well, I, I inside want to keep the him square to, the goal, to, the, to our yeah. goal. Oh, he's just, without a doubt. He's just great, and it looks, great to watch. And Kane Corns, is he fit enough now? That's what I, I can't oh, yeah. believe. Kane Corns hasn't brought it up to say yeah. he's wrong because he usually does. Yeah. Um, I guess they'll probably wait for the Richmond game this week coming. But um, yeah, look, he looks fit to me. Yeah, he looked great. He looks and, back to his old self. And Jermaine James backed it up oh, as well. Yeah, again off hard. But it's really, you know, I thought Foley and that had been doing a good job, but now they've got to play well on the waffle him and Witherden to get back in that team because. Uh, oh yeah. You know, the great thing about Jones is I think we've been critical before because he's been made mistakes and not enough possessions, but he's getting possessions. Yeah, he's making mistakes, but again, he's breaking the lines off a half-back and running through the middle of the ground. I don't mind if you make mistakes because if you're taking the game on, you're mm. taking it on. Yeah. And sometimes, yeah, you know, Jackson Nelson's one that gets maligned for mm. it. Yeah. He takes the game on, yeah. but his disposal lets him yeah. down. Uh, Jermaine sort of worked on that. And, you know, in the first quarter, we did break the lines. We made some mistakes, turnovers. But that's how we got our goals as well. Yeah. And the way the game's played at the moment, a lot of goals are made from turnovers because of the way everyone's playing that. Yeah. And uh, it was – I'd love to know if Dan – because I know he said last week against Geelong was the most times we went down the middle. I think we beat it. Oh, I would have thought so too. Because um, I never – yeah, it was great. It was good to see. So I, I remember. I don't know if you remember one play in the third quarter where we we darted a few times through the back, but half back. Then all of a sudden, came and got the ball. We gave it. Um, Hearn Bunger Hearn ran in, ran around the wing into the middle, and we quickly kicked him into him. And then he kicked it. He quickly looked to lead, and he got into. Willie should have let it go for JK, but Willie took the mark. Yep. He didn't goal out of it, but I thought, gee, that was good. We quickly went back through the middle. And J.K., uh, Bunga was just off and gave great pass into our forward line. Yeah, he's That's... one that probably went unheralded in that game because I thought he played a good game again. Mm. Um, he, you know, he does lack a bit of pace, but Jesus Christ, you know, mm. he, he could go on another year, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's but, got he's got the fitness, you know. So that's going to be a hard decision. Yeah. Let's talk about two of the younger guys. And again, last week they played really good, and this week they backed it up. Bazo and Hoff. Oh, yeah, great. I love and the Hoff, Hoff in the first half. I, I'd go, with Hoff, his first half was brilliant. Pretty quiet after halftime, but his first half was brilliant. Yeah. Um. He ended up. I can't remember how many possessions he ended up with, but I think it was nineteen possessions. Yes. And Bazo. Um. Yeah. Look. He's doing pretty good. Yeah, Bazo had eight marks in uh, playing centre back, and he, I think he got stuck on two metre Peter when uh, Tommy went off when we lacked a bit of height. But yeah, he's come in and he's uh, Swan Districts boy. He's really made a big difference. Um, and Hoff, I agree with you. I, I thought his first half was outstanding. Again, he's but these are only young guys. They're going to learn. That's their, it. Their, their disposal's going to yep. learn. But I, th- I think we both agreed that he probably ran out a little bit of legs at the end. But he hasn't got that. He hasn't got those. Five, four, three or four pre-seasons under him yet, but just great pickups, both of them. Both these boys, absolute great pickups. Yeah, I thought they did pretty well. And uh, Bazo, he's under another baptism of fire this week yeah. coming up against Richmond. We'll talk yeah. about it later on. Actually, with the inside 50s, I was wrong. We lost the inside 50s again, 50, uh, 42 to 58. Right. Now, that shows you how 
much be dominated going mm. up forward. Mm. Um, so Essendon, they kicked themselves out of the game. Yeah. Uh, Shuey had 21 touches, uh, won six clearances. And Redden, you know, he, he played another great game, mm. 390 metres gained. Uh, 22 possessions, seven contested, two clearances. Thought he was pretty good. And yep. Connor, Connor West on the outside played more of an outside game mm. instead of an inside game this time. And he ended up with uh, 16 possessions. Yeah, both boys. Uh, look, I think we said last week, Redden's probably with um, Gov going out. He's probably in front now, BNF now. And yeah, he's, um, he's, he's just doing what needs to be done. He's not yeah. flash. No. But he uh, he's always in and under. And, mm. you know, it's another touch of. Decision at the end of yeah. the year lacks a bit of pace. I think that's my so, only thing. Um, it's going to be interesting. He, he's playing really good now. Two guys that we've been trying to get behind mm. and in our rucks. Yeah, and I know they're only young, but Jamison was nowhere to be seen. No, he might as well not have been on the ground. I think he had two possessions for five hitouts. Mm. Uh, he spent a lot of time up forward, but didn't really. I don't know if he was a decoy or a dummy forward or what. Didn't really even get into the game. And Bailey Williams, look, he did all right around the ground with his hitouts, but he was up against a guy that was only in his third game mm. in Nick Bryan. Um, Dra- he sort of had his own with Draper. So Bailey Williams is probably going to hold his spot. I can't see Jamison holding his spot no. next week. I think Jamison probably needs to go back to the waffle and yeah. learn his craft. He's probably running out a little bit of legs too at the moment and lacking a bit of – probably needs a bit more stamina in him. And I'm a massive fan of him. I think he's, he's a great kid. Um, I think Bailey Williams' second half was a real good second half. I mean, well, I think we all agreed in the first half. We thought we're getting spanked in the middle here by yeah. their rucks. But Bailey Williams really stepped up in that second half. That's where he got probably – 80% of his hitouts. Uh, he did a lot of hard work around the ground. He, he intercepted a few things. He, he really did some some good stuff, did some great spoils in the back line. So I think – but, you know, Nick, Nick's got to come in this week. There's no question. He's just going to – Yeah, it'd be – That's it'd be, just a foregone conclusion. Good. And, yeah, I agree. Probably Callum will have to make way and um, Bailey will be the backup. So, yeah. Nick Martin now – He's one of your faves. You know, a lot of people were having a go at the Eagles because they didn't pick him up and now Essendon picked him up. There's reasons why clubs don't pick him up and then they get another chance. Um, I was told that at the Eagles, and this is from a very good source who knows knows him pretty well, his gut running and his running he needed to work on. Mm. So that's where he had to go away and worked on. And he admitted it himself when he got to Essendon. He, he, he didn't think he was going to get another shot, but mm. Essendon late, come down, give us four weeks to see what happens. He showed why he wanted to be at Essendon yeah. during the game. He had his jumbo, pulled it up. Yeah. I think that was a bit of a reminder to the Eagles in the mm. game. Uh, I, I noticed it pretty well, and he's like, mm. yeah, this is where I want to be. So, mm. um, look, people, that's the reason why some of these players don't get picked up and then they get picked up the next year because yeah. they've got to work on something. But, and we mm. don't know the particulars. And no. Look, he, he got picked up in last year's draft, and that uh, which is great. But you look at our draft last year too. Right, he got preseason. He was Does picked it, up preseason draft. Was yep. it? Yeah. Well, you know, pre. I mean, they. You probably if you're not doing it before. And the he draft, was very late to get picked up. Yeah. Because so did, um, I don't know who we picked. Did we did we we pick up? Well, players? we picked up four, but we uh, we didn't mm. need a forward. No. So that's the reason why Nick Martin wasn't going to get a go. Yeah. Um, if we probably needed a forward. Who knows? They yeah. might have looked at him, but we, we needed ruck death. So yes. that's why we went for taller players. Mm. So, hey, I, I, it was, I was impressed with his game. He, he was in and out. Um, 
But I just wanted to put the record straight, you know. That's the reason why mm. sometimes these uh, players yeah. don't get picked up. And, like, I, I was gonna, I'm going to talk about another player in the waffle segment. There's a reason why he didn't get picked up. So he's got to work on it. But, mm. you know, these are the things that happen. So, yeah. anyway, let's talk about the waffle. Did you watch much of the game, mate? Mate, I, I, I saw the first half because I uh, had a – as you know, I, I sent you a message. I've got a – can only watch to half time. And my main thing I wanted to watch, obviously, was wanted to watch Nick to see – I just didn't want him to stand in the middle, do a few taps and do this, but I was really impressed with him that he actually, he ran forward, he was directing players around the game, he ran back, and that's what I wanted to see him do. And, and to me, a lot of people are saying, oh, he's looking podgy and a bit overweight. I, I really think he looks the fittest I've seen him for a long time. I, I, he played And he played a really good game, and I'm glad he's getting a couple of goals. And I don't understand how people can say he's overweight. Mm. He's actually the lightest he's ever been yeah. in uh, six years. He looked really fit to me. And... These are just people with blinkers on or mm. pre-perceived ideas or perceptions on people. Uh, West Coast won the first game for the year by uh, by 41 points. It wasn't an, uh, a close win. It was 13-20-90 mm. to South Fremantle, seven goals, nine. And as you said, Nat Nui had 17 disposals, 26 hit-outs and two goals. Yep. And one was in the first two minutes of the game. Mm. I couldn't get my streaming going, so yeah. <laughs> it took me a while. Yeah. Um, and I watched most of the game except for the first quarter. I didn't see much of the first quarter. Um, but we had 13 AFL-listed players, not 14 as it was in the papers. Yeah. So I don't know. So some of these people that do the reporting in the papers, I don't even know if they watch games. Mm. So Wibberton, 27 disposals of a halfback. Um, you know, he did, he did his job again. Harry Edwards, oh, 23, 23 marks. Man. I couldn't believe it. That's a record. Yeah. I saw it the first well, I thought it was a – I watched the game and I didn't notice it. No. So I, I knew he took some marks, but I didn't yeah. know he took 23. I thought in the first half – And I thought it was a misprint. He's picking up a few, right? But I thought he was on his own a fair bit too. Yeah. Pick up, he was sort of hanging down the – I don't know if that was his role or not, but he was hanging down the full back line a lot and he was taking a lot of good marks down there. But, yeah, it, it, that surprised me. He's and one that might come in for mm. the Tor Timber in Richmond. Mm, good So, day. you know, he's played a good game and, you know, he's put it up yeah. there. So, but, you know, Waffle and AFL are totally different, but 23 marks, that's unbelievable. God, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I don't think I've had any more than five marks in yeah. my life in a game. So. And 30 possessions too, so <laughs> that's pretty uh, – I mean, don't know how many of those are out of full back, but, uh, yeah. Uh, Jack, Jack Williams, uh, young guy, three goals. He only had limited the ball, but when he got the ball, he, he's a dead-eye dick, that guy. He's a good kick. Mm. And people are talking about JK. Well, this guy, to me, I reckon this guy can be our next full forward. Mm. Yeah. And Agree. when we picked him up in the draft, I was ecstatic. Um, he's a big boy. He's 199 centimetres, mm. and he's, he's a big body. Yeah. So – once he's had a couple of years going into him, I can see this guy flourishing. He needs a, he needs a preseason with weights and yeah. a lot of lot of stamina work and yeah, his stamina is probably the thing yeah. he's got to work yeah. on. Um, but you know, our forward stocks are pretty good looking forward. Mm. You got yeah, him, Oscar Waterman, yeah, Darling's still got a f- four years left. Yeah, in him. easy. So. That's one name to look out for if you're not into the waffle. Uh, Xavier O'Neill didn't do his chances any harm. 27 disposals, eight marks, seven inside 50s, and that was his first game. Was that his first game back? Yeah, it's been a yeah, while. So but he played, and he played. He looked really good, but he just can't seem to take it into the AFL level for whatever reason. Every you know? time they take him into the AFL, they play him up forward, mm. and that's why. And I, I agree with Dan. If you're going to play him in the midfield. 
put him in the AFL as a midfield. Don't take him up. But one person they did put forward was Greg Clark. Yes. Uh, one goal, 27 disposal, six marks, six tackles, seven inside 50s. Mm. Played as a high half forward and a wing. I thought he was brilliant. Mm. So these guys are playing good. They're putting pressure on the AFL players. Foley, 24 disposals and a goal. He must have he must have done got lost up there, mate. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, well, Nash had a good game too on the wing. Twenty five disposals, fourteen marks, and three uh, and two goals. So yep, he played good. He was, he's uh, just his disposal at times is a little bit. Yeah, lapsed. That's probably I think what's, it's probably he, what's beating him. He, he's hundred mile an hour. Yes, he's full on. He, he attacks it. That's what I like about it. Love his attitude. And if though. you're going to attack it, I, I rather a person who's going to attack the ball than one mm. waiting for it. Yeah. So um, Winder. One goal, 18 disposal. I, I saw the second half of his. I thought he was pretty good. Yeah. He, he was doing things he was okay. that – He did a few good things He, he was doing half. things that he doesn't usually do. Yeah. He was getting more and he was helping out and handing it all out. Yeah. And before he used to sit out wide and yeah. he was getting in there. Uh, Zane True, 17 disposals. It's the only his second or third game back. I, I want to see him played in the AFL before mm. the end of the year. Yeah. Because I think he's one guy that needs to be chucked in there. Mm. Maybe give Redden a – Arrest or summon, yeah. or because he's a inside beast, yeah, and he's good with his hands. Jay Culley, the new guy, he sort of like did some good stuff again. He's Get, finding the pace, probably mm, a little bit, yeah, different. But mm. um, you know, we picked him because he's an extra mid, yeah, that we would pick up in the draft mm. at the end of the year. So yeah. he's a long term thing. And Stranatica, I did notice. I, I I can't see him staying on the list. Oh, this to me, he's. Back, back to East Romano. Yeah. I, if you could do it now, I'd send him back now. I, I got told he worked on his tank and it just doesn't look like he's worked on his mm. tank. Mm. It looks like he's gassed at waffle level. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm not trying to be negative against it. I just think he needs to work on someone to stay on the list. And if the rumours are all true about Eagles offering Jackson something, you know, this Genetica Dixon guys like that could be in trouble. Yeah. So, well, the thing about I don't like the thing that that worried me about Genetica when he was playing AFL, and he, I see him do it a bit at Waffle too, is he doesn't jump. He's always trying to. He comes in from the side and he's trying to do a man to man thing. And uh, he just, yep. just yeah, doesn't, this, just doesn't work. I don't yeah. know if he's carrying an injury. I, I, I do remember he had that big stressed foot act. Foot, I think. Yeah, I can't remember. But I can't I just remember what it was. Up, I just don't think he's up there. Because he was in a moon boot at the start of the year. So, yeah, yeah look, um, look, we, we, we put him on there. We're giving him a go. Um, and one guy, and this is where I'm talking about with, say, Nick Martin, one guy that the Eagles have got in their waffle team that didn't get picked up. He tried for a train on spot, but they just decided to give him uh, – a spot in the waffle team, and instead is Josh Brown. Now we're looking for midfielders. This guy's got a tank; mm. he can run all day, and he's averaging twenty-three possessions a game. Yeah, and he his career high was thirty-six in round five against West Perth, and this is his first year in league footy. Mm. He played Colts last year; he was yeah. best and fairest in the Colts. I guess he's there for all clubs to see. So. If I have got a rookie pick at the Eagles and I'm a list manager, I'd be putting him on the rookie list yeah. next year. Yeah, for sure. Because there's no harm in that. Because I know he can win the ball. So he's one guy to look out. Um, there's a few guys there at the West Coast that might see themselves on rookie lists somewhere else. Um, mm. You know, who knows? They might be on the Eagles list. But yeah. that's the Colts. There's a buy next week. So don't get down and uh, see that, guys, because you won't be seeing anything. No. Uh, I think they play... 
the Royals a week after. So that'd be interesting. Got uh, interesting to see how they go against the Royals. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see who gets a game this week. So let's talk about Bounce Down. It's Bounce Down. All right, Bounce Down. It's Eagles versus Richmond MCG on Sunday, 12, 10 p.m. It's live on KO Fox and Channel 7. Richmond coming off a three-point loss over the Cats. They are eight wins, six losses, and are in uh, what they used to call ninthman, Richmond's uh, <laughs> favourite uh, yeah. spot on the ladder, ninth on the ladder. Um, <laughs> it'd be good if they stay there yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, be nice. um, they've met 47 times, West Coast 27 wins to the Tigers 20. Our biggest win over Richmond is 96 points. That's back in... Round three, 1994, so that's a long, long time ago. And the Tigers' biggest win, well, was not too long ago, mm. back in uh, round seven by 109 points. So was that uh, – I was there. Was that Optus? Yeah, it was JK a massacre. JK kicked his 700th goal and, of that game. and That yeah. was a massacre. Yes. So Eagles will want to atone for that. Um, I can't see it being 109 points. Because missing from that game, I don't think Yo played, I don't think Nick played, I don't think Shuey played. No. Um, I don't think uh, Rioli played. No, Rioli did play. He played and he got injured in the first quarter, remember? Yes. Uh, Liam Ryan got injured as well, I think, from memory. So, different team. They've got a few players out. But Eagles, for our injury list, it's probably the lowest it's ever been. Yes, Hugh Dixon is a test with an ankle, so he'll play the waffle anyway. Langdon's one to two weeks away with an ankle. Now, excuse me for that, and uh, burp then. Um, I spoke to him not last this week, last week, and he said he's on track. Mm. So he, he was pretty buying that he'd be playing in the next two weeks. Dom Sheed, unfortunately, he's got a hot spot, or is it? The club says a shin, then he says a hot spot. To me, a hot spot's on your foot. That's what I, I'm thinking. He's so, yeah, he's got a, bit a of, stress fracture or something? As, as Dan would say, he got a bit of leather poisoning playing um, waffle. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, so he, and, he's, and he's played really well since he's come back in the ones too. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it's the foot and they're not going to take any chances. Yeah, well, why would you? Yeah. Uh, Jeremy McGovern, well, they're – He's back to see the surgeon this week sometime. Mm. To see, so they won't announce what's happening with him. But if it's as bad as what they're saying, he had a punctured lung. Yeah. Um, yeah they put a plate in his ribs. So it didn't look much. Mm. But then you look back to he's had that uh, before, injury before. In 2018. The, just before the that, grand final. Yeah, the week before. So um, maybe there is a bit of a weakness there. So mm. he, he'd have to be... I can't see him playing him for the rest of the year. I, I, I don't see the sense, to be honest. I mean, what are we going to gain? Get games into Bazo. Yeah, get Bazo. Uh, bring young, you know, we have to bring uh, young Edwards. Harry back in, you know, yep. as well as a three ma- three way turn between Tommy, Bazo, and Harry. That's what we got to do. I mean, yeah, that's what we're there for. Put, yeah. put Waterman down the back. Yeah. Um, and then you got Tom Joyce. He's on the rookie list. So he's one of these supplement mm. players. I can't see him being on the list no. end of the year. So. Uh, unfortunately, because uh, he's got he's got some pace about him. Yeah. Campbell Chesser, I can't wait for next year. Yeah. You know, Campbell Chesser, Jai Cully, uh, whoever we pick up in the draft, mm. straight away we've got two players there that yeah. we know Chesser's 
going to be that outside run. Uh, Tom Cole, you know, Tom Cole hadn't played a game this year. No. Mate, I'd love him to be fit at the moment because yeah. he's one of these guys that is your lockdown small defender. And he runs. and he, Yeah, and he can split the line. So inactive, Oscar Allen, well, you know, how good would he be back oh, now, you know? Yeah. So, and Luke Edwards, a groin, so, you know, they're going to manage that right, get that right because, yeah. you know, there's some of your future there. There's some midfielders there. And some, look, you look in that list there too, you're like, Gubbs are, are one, Sheeds are ones. Chesser will be a number one. Yeah. Uh, Cole will be a one. Aussie, as we know, will be a one. And yeah. I think Luke Edwards, when he's super fit, he'll be one. He'll be a ones. Yeah, he's no good. He, he, like, I don't. That's why maybe Eagles. These rumours are going around mm. about uh, Jackson and yeah. Baker. That and they've always said, you know, that might not be too big a lull. You know, mm. maybe they're doing a different direction on why they're going to rebuild. Yeah. Because you, know? you don't have to go to the draft to rebuild, even mm. though that's what a lot of pl- players do. Yeah. You get a Jackson in there, you get a Baker in there and, say, a Powell Pepper, and mm. then you pick two people up in the draft. That Well, you've got a, a ready-made team ready, yeah. you know what I mean? Plus with Chesser, uh, Cole, we got Clark. Oscar and all of that. Yeah, Clark. Got Clark to come in. And you and you look at two, Bazo and, and, as we said earlier, Brett Bazo and Brady Hoff, you know, they're two young guys already in there who should be hopefully staying established for next year. The Hoff, man, the diamond in the rough. Oh, he's – Unbelievable! Just love, I just love watching him play. He's just you got a hat. This is where a lot of the recruiters get attacked, but you got to take your hat off to them mm. picking somebody like that out mm. of Pinjarra, mm. out of Harvey, um, picking a guy out of that out of, out of a country league, mm. chucking him in for seven games at Peel at the end of the year for everyone to see, mm. and yeah, they knew damn well they were picking him. Yeah. You know, and I think it picked up around about forty or something. Yeah, or? I think it was our third pick or fourth yeah. pick. And so, yeah, they they, they knew damn well that who they, they were going for. I, I know someone who went and watched his games, and they love who picked help picked him up. They love what they saw about him because they said he gave him length on the wing. They go, he can play half back, he can play half forward, he can play through the middle, and yeah, you know, it's showing. And he's got good speed. People say he hasn't, but he has got good. speed. Oh, he's got good speed. Yeah. He's he's good. And like you said, he's probably one of these kids that just needs to get in the gym. Yeah. Put a bit around the shoulders and you probably play him anywhere. Yeah, exactly. And so that's going to be good. Um, Richmond, Dion Prestia. Wow. He's that a- was sickening. Yes. Um, what did you think? Did uh, Tommy Stewart get the right amount of weeks? I, I thought he would have got about five or six. I thought he would have got six actually myself. I think what helped and- him out is the MRO – deemed it as careless instead of intentional. Mm. And as soon as they did that, the cats are probably rubbing their hands together saying, well, I don't think it's going to be any more than four or five because yeah, they, were pushing they said it's three. careless yeah. and they wanted three. Mm. Um, and with his good record down to two, yeah. um, I think they found the right. Yeah, Personally, I think, mm. you know, if that was Toby Green, yeah. that'd be six, seven, yeah. seven week uh, yeah. Yeah. one. So, And Tom Stewart, he, if you – Straight after the game. He, he owned was, up to it straight away. He, he owned it. Mm. Um, he was sick by it, mm. you know. And, yeah. But at the end of the day, this is a fast game of football. Yeah. And it's a second, you know. And people are saying it was dirty. Well, I don't think it was dirty. Mm. I think it was very, but he did go past the ball, so it was, it was well intentional. Past the ball. So, so, yeah. You know, so when the AMRA come down with careless, I was what? how do you get careless out of that? And, so, and I, th- I thought he jumped a little bit as well. Yeah, he was, in, he, he was gone. So. Dan Presti is not a big guy. You know, he's a solid guy. But and the worst thing was they didn't stop the game. Oh, 
I, they, I, just, I think Geelong scored out of that too, if I remember right. Yeah, well, they were a man down. I don't think they got a goal. I think they got a point. Mm. But like even the commentators saying, how come the game ends stopped? Yeah. Where's the doctor's duty yeah. of care here? Um, yeah, I don't understand it. But unfortunately, he will be missing and he is against – he was one of the key players in the 109-point mm. win against us yes. earlier in the year. Mm. That was his first game back, I think, and yes. he just killed us. Mm. Uh, Dustin Martin's a test, so I'd see him playing yes. unless he's really ill. Uh, Robbie Tarrant is a test with a hand. I think he'll be right. Uh, Collier Dawkins, he won't play, but he's a test. Matthew Parker, I can't see him playing. He's a test. Uh, Samson Ryan, he's a test, but he won't play. Tom Brown, again, the test. Uh, and then you've got Trent Cotchin with a clavicle, so that's your neck, isn't it? Uh, yeah, that's up the top here. Uh, so that's one or two weeks. Uh, Noah Boltar, two to three. Just one second. <coughs> and Josh Caddy. Well, he retired. Oh, yeah, he did, didn't he? He, he retired. Down as, he uh, retired about weeks. two or three weeks ago. Hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah, so I don't know why he's on the injury list, so um, i just got to get a drink of water. Hmm. Yeah, sorry for that. Oh, I just about lost my voice. So some people might think that's a good thing, I reckon. <laughs> Even myself. So, give, it, um, give it to me. Uh, yeah, um, it is cold, so uh, Liam Baker. He's a player to watch. Um, he hasn't got a contract, so there's a lot of rumours going around Victoria that he's really torn <coughs> with um, with signing. Yeah. Um, he grew up following West Coast. Yeah. Um, I'd love a player like him at West Coast because oh, so he's one guy. I rate him highly. I've done for a long time. He is – it doesn't matter where you put him, mm. forward, back, midfield, he's just going to have a crack. Yeah. He's a hundred mile an hour, mm. and he's a small. He reminds me of a a Phil Matera type, yeah. Uh, even a Hayden Ballantyne a bit, but with skill, yeah. You know what I mean? With um, silky skills, he's he's very good by foot, very good by hand, and he's got a he can read the play, yeah. And he's and this is where I look at Jack Petricelli. I uh, didn't bring him up in the re- review. He had a real poor game. Mm. If I was Jack Petrucelli, I'd be looking at players like Liam yeah. um, Baker and stuff like that. Yeah. Read the ball, attack the ball, yeah. take it on, you know what mm. I mean? So, um, you know, oh, if you, you're going to have to give up second-round draft pick for him easy. So mm. he's probably more gettable than Jackson is, but hey, who knows? It's, we've, we've got a couple of second-round picks there that we could. Yeah, we've got a Paul Adelaide second one. Mm. Um, I'll tell the picks at the end of the show uh, what we've got. Uh, we've got Tor Timbers down in the forward line, Lynch and Rewalt. So our back line, you know, they've got the height there, so we're going to have to watch him. And then you've got the players around him like um, Morris Rioli Jr. and Bolton. Hmm. Um, they could even swim Dan Rioli up there, but he's been playing more off the back line. Yeah. Look at their back line, Vloston and uh, Grimes, brilliant players. Um, Jack Graham in the mid, McIntosh, Edwards in the mid, and then Curvis in the ruck. They've got winners on every line. Yeah, Jaden Short's having a great year too. He's, 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 he's just underrated. Very underrated. He, he just turns up every week. Uh, he reminds me of a Shep. Mm. Just does his job, yep. goes about it and does it every week. 
and like he's a West Australian boy, so yeah. and same you know broad broad every week. To, he's a, you know a real solid player and along the halfback line with Vo- him and Voston on either side. They're they're, they're very good players, and um, yeah, you, and you would look you would think that Dusty will come back this week, being at the MCG, being at home. I hope he doesn't, yeah. but. Yeah, <laughs> it but, would be good. Yeah, but you know, you just got to tackle that when it. When I it think that he'd play predominantly forward, so yo, we'd go straight to him. I reckon. Yeah, yeah. that'd be a good contest. What a great to see. contest that'd be watched to watch. Oh. Yeah. So look, I don't think it's going to be a big, massive kill, mm. but it is at the MCG. But the last time we played Richmond, there, I think we had a lot. I think we had a loss by a goal or yeah. ten points or something like that. It was a very close game. We ended up coming back. We nearly we nearly stole the game. And I think we've right. we beaten them there. And in it was the on last a, year, and it was on well. a wet night too. Yeah, it was a night game. And, and Nat knew we was, played really yeah. good. Yeah, uh, and actually, it was the night that uh, Nat knew we did his knee again, wasn't it? Could have well, could have been. Not sure, but we really we did well. We really yeah. took it to them. It was one of the best games of the year. And I don't think the MCG holds any fears for us. We train on the MCG at at Lathlane. Yeah, They've got so, an MCG ground there. So, so winner and margin, mate. I, I'm, I'd love to tip the Eagles, but I can't see them winning. But yeah. it'd be great if they did. Yeah. Keep keeping uh, keep them oh. honest. But I'd say Richmond by. I'm 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 going to be conservative here and just go 24 points. Yeah, I was going to say Richmond by 25 points. I think they're just going to be a little bit too good for us. I think the night. polish will be yeah. the, the difference. And um, their their speed. Their speed's a bit more than ours too. They they, they love that chaos ball. Yep. yep. And that's probably someone that we haven't mm. worked on yet is our ground ball. Um, but, hey, look, if we get Yo and um, that running off halfback and mm. making them run against us, it's going to be an interesting game. Yeah. So, um, Anything could happen. Like you said, it's a two-horse race, 50-50 sometimes, but you have to give it to Richmond. You've got to give them the respect. Yep. Um, but, mate, it would be the upset of the year if the Eagles yeah. won. Well, we've got to stop uh, Tommy Brass. got to stop Tom Lynch this game. Yep. I'm not sure if Tom played the last game, but... I don't think he did. I think he was Lynch. Ill. I think Carrie Edwards is on him a fair bit. And Lynch, and Lynch was one. He kicked seven oh, goals. He kicked seven goals. Five yeah. or seven goals. He should have kicked ten goals that night. Yep. Um, and he's... You know, a lot of people slag him off. He's a smart footballer. Tom Lynch? Yeah. Oh. He's a very smart footballer. They're very strong. And there was one part there in the uh, Cats game, I don't know if people saw it, but on the boundary line, and he, ha- he handballed it into, I think it was Stewart's foot. No, mm. it was Biblack's foot. Yeah. Out in the full. Mm. And he did that deliberately. And no, yeah. I said, just to think of that at that time, mm. you know, and people sit there and go, oh, he's not a great player, but I think he's got a good, oh, good footy And he's brain. a very strong contested mark player too. Yeah. And, I, I, you know, I said the other week, I rate Tom Barras is probably in defence the best contested mark player in, yeah. in, in the competition. And so this would be a great contest and I hope I hope he is playing. A lot of people have uh, messaged me about what draft picks we have at the moment. If we had the draft t- tomorrow, we have pick two, pick 20, 25, which is from Port Adelaide, uh, pick 38 and pick 74. Um, if we had pick one, we'd have pick 19, which is a good pick to have because you can split it. Yeah. And it's the first pick of the second night. But Richmond have that because they got that from North Melbourne. Um, and people have been talking about splitting our first pick. Um, at the moment, if you wanted to split it, you'd have to do it with two different clubs somehow mm. because Swans are the only – Club that have two picks in the first round, and that's thirteen and eighteen, and you wouldn't be picking, you wouldn't split number one for those two picks. No, no, no. You'd ha- you'd have to hoping they would maybe transfer one of their first yep. round picks to someone. Oh, unless they got then, a yeah, future first or something yeah, like that. Something like that. Yeah. So 
that's the way it stands at the moment. So there's a long way to go there. There's a lot of things to go under the bridge and that all can change. Um, but get on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Tell all your Eagles mates uh, to get on there. That's where we are, Eagle Nation, one word. Uh, you can download shows from there or you can get on any podcast platform. Mm. SoundCloud is our preferred because you get it first on SoundCloud. If you want to hear it straight away on Wednesday, that's where you hear it first. You can hear it later on Spotify, iTunes, Google and the rest. Anyway, until uh, next week, mate. Yep. Let's good. have a good one and yep. uh, we'll let's hope it's a good good game and hopefully yeah. the Eagles have a win. Yeah, thanks for having us. And, yeah, look, it's, uh, it's just got to keep going up, keep, yep. keep improving. That's all we got to do. Let's keep the rest of the teams on us and um, yeah. we can still get a top 10 draft That's pick. it. Yep. All right. Catch you, boys. See you, mate. Bye. Bye. Yeah, the West Coast sky. I will-